Okay, welcome everyone to another uh, edition of the TMG Podcast, the post-Christmas edition. We've been away for a, a week or two, but uh, we're back now. We've got uh, the four original uh, cast members uh, aboard. We have Herb Gould and Mark Blouchin and Tony Barnhart are all online. Um, and I'm Chris Dufresne, and we will get to the action here. Uh, first, I want to mention that our, our sponsor, this is the third week, our, our podcast is sponsored by APBAGames.com, APBA, um, and Mark, we'll, we'll get into it a little bit um, but during our podcast about APBA. I know you're a big fan of this, this game. It's been around since 1951. It's kind of a, it's a board game that you can, you know, you become, you're the coach, you're the player, there's strategy involved. Uh, and it's a perfect Christmas gift. Uh, if you go on apbagames.com, you can find out all about it. And we'll uh, talk a little bit more about Mark. First, let's get into the action. Uh, you know, I guess you can kind of divide the the bowl season. You got pre Christmas bowls, and you have we're now into the post Christmas bowl season. The the, the preseason bowl, uh, pre Christmas bowl season. You know, other than the uh, Army San Diego State game. Am I missing one? It, really, a lot of lopsided games. Uh, I, I don't know what what the reason is for this. And there's a lot of noise. Who's that? Tony, is that you? Are you taking that, your dog? Yeah, I, I am scrambling for my list. Now we had we, we had a thrilling tilt where Marshall defeated Colorado State thirty-one to twenty-eight. Yeah. My old friend, my old friend Mike Bobo is the coach of Colorado State. Middle Tennessee beat Arkansas State thirty-five to thirty. You know, here here's the one that I enjoyed the most in the pre-Christmas category. Okay, that would be Mark Blauschen's buddy Blaine Kiffin and his Florida <laughs> Atlantic Owls beating the Fighting Terry Bowden's of Akron fifty to three. So fifty to three, right? Um, and, and Lane Kiffin, he of a new ten-year contract, we might add. Yeah, uh, this is like uh, what's the, what's that? What was that movie? Am I, Benjamin Button? The, the guy's like his life went in reverse. Is that? Am I getting that right? This, <laughs> Lane, Lane, Lane Kiffin. This just this should have been what he. Yeah, I, I've probably mentioned this before, but it bears repeating. His career is in is gone in reverse. He should have this. This should have this should have been the story ten years ago, after he was a top assistant lieutenant at USC. You know, he gets the Florida. Atlantic job and has a great uh, season like he's having now, and then he gets hired by you know maybe uh, coordinator at Alabama, oh, and then maybe he gets the Tennessee job, and then then he goes to USC, and then he gets the Oakland Raiders job. <laughs> it's like <laughs> well, that's 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 what happens when you become the coach of the Oakland Raiders when you're 13, like he did. So exactly, um, uh, Herb Gould is the Big Ten playing any bowls this year? I, I haven't seen them in a game, or they, or do they only play on New Year's Day? Is they do they have all today? We've got the black and gold of Purdue, and then the golden black of Iowa. I think are both going at it. Actually, not in that order, but uh, in a few minutes, we're going to, or by the, the end of the evening, we will have seen a couple of them. And then uh, we've got Northwestern's Wildcats against Kentucky's Wildcats on Friday. I'll be interested to see that. That's one of my favorite days because we got Wildcats against Wildcats to start the day and Aggies against Aggies to finish the day. Okay, I have a, I have a question, though. Uh, the Wildcats in the Big Ten, the Northwestern Wildcats, 
did any of you happen to see the, well, the the Cactus Bowl last night? And I didn't realize that the Kansas State Wildcats have a stuffed animal. They showed it on the sideline, a stuffed Wildcat. It looked like the worst taxidermy preparation I've ever seen. And and all I was thinking of was poor, I mean, Georgia, uh, and, and, you know, don't get any ideas about Ugga. That's all I want to say. This is, it. I, I, I was, it was, it was really creepy. Did anybody else see this Kansas State? Well, well first of all, stuffed, stuffed animals, stuffed animals are creepy in and of themselves. But no, it would be there would be a mass revolt should they ever have a stuffed Ugga on the sidelines. Why, son, you can't be doing that now. No, uh, I prefer my mascots live, as I as as I've said. Uh, so, what should we make? I mean. Uh, what are you? What Mark uh, Boston College is is getting into gear today? Uh, the ACC is on the board uh, with the Florida State today, uh, and I'm so happy they got to play in this bowl game. Uh, and Mark, maybe you can explain why Florida State um, is playing. Uh, what what happened? I thought there was a discrepancy in whether they were even bowl eligible. Do you know the story on that? Well, they they did one of the one of their wins over uh, I forgot, but the one double eight team. Delaware was State. Question. Delaware State. Sure. Okay. Delaware State or something like that. Delaware that State. Yeah. Del- Delaware State. Um, yes, sir. So so that that got cleared up because obviously we need the tradition of playing in thirty five or thirty or forty five straight bowl games, and this game means so much to everybody. Uh, the, the you know in, in, in Shreveport. So uh, I guess that was that was the way it had to be done for Florida State. You know, Willie Taggart. Willie Taggart. I'm 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 happy to see was was in a press box watching his third team of the year. So that was good. Yeah. <laughs> and the thing about Delaware State is they've got rules for for it to count as one of your wins toward a bowl eligibility. The the school has to have given the number of one of the things they have to do is that whatever the scholarship level is. At, at their level, 55 or 65 or whatever it is, they have to be given that many scholarships. In other words, they have to be legit even for their own thing. And there was some debate on whether or not Delaware State had actually given enough scholarships to qualify as a FCS, I guess, one double A team. They finally got it. Magically, they got it all cleared up. So. Well, thank goodness, because we would not want to see that streak impaired in any no, way. You know. No, no. So, I have a nominee for most interesting call of the uh, bowl season so far. That would be Northern Illinois' decision last night to uh, fake a punt on 4th and 18th of their own that. 11. I did see that. <laughs> I don't know if you saw that. The, 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 the pass only went about 7 yards. So it, certainly go, it didn't go 18 yards at any rate. Yeah. Uh, and then there was a very obvious explanation from Rod Carey. He he said the short version is we were trying to make a first. <laughs> it was why they went for it. Uh, it wouldn't have mattered. Duke was the better team, and, and Northern Illinois had some injuries. But uh, everybody got a kick out of that fourth and eighteen fake punt. Yeah, that was that was it. We'll get into the uh, the the uh, I, I hate you know I'll say better bowls, but the bowls were more look. More looking forward to over the weekend, Tony. I want to ask you a little bit about because um, you wrote about this, and I thought it was interesting. You kind of changed your 
take on this. The early signing period, which uh, we're going through, uh, or, or that uh, just passed on December, what was it, December 20th or something. Uh, 20th or 22nd. Yeah, yeah give... Give me your assessment because I think you you originally thought this was a good idea for yeah. but but you've changed your mind on that. Tell us why. I did ch- change. I think we all have the right to change our yes. minds. My, one of the reasons I like the early signing date is that it's for those guys who grew up knowing they want to play, you know, that they wanted to play for UCLA or Oklahoma or Texas to give them a chance to get it over with and to quit getting phone calls because. Yeah. Uh, that 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 can wear on you. Some kids like the attention. Some kids don't. Some parents like the attention. Some don't. So I said, at least you got an option. You can get get it done with. But as Mark Blaustein's friend, good friend, and our friend Michael Trangisi always says, beware of the unintended consequences. Right. And there were and there were a bunch of unintended consequences with this thing. Uh, not the least of which was. You know, all of a sudden these coaches are, are coaching and well, they're trying to get a team ready for a bowl game or trying to get ready for the playoffs. They're recruiting. Uh, I know they, they do some recruiting anyway, but that's a lot different than getting ready for a national signing day. Uh, the other thing that's going to happen, and this is just getting started, is all of a sudden a bunch of coaches are going to be leaving that either plan to leave or didn't plan to leave, but because of the nationals, because the signing day was so close to the end of the season, they stayed. Yeah. Uh, again, some stayed because they know they got a job lined up. Others stayed because they wanted to get paid until they get, you know, until they get fired after this is over. Right. The other and the final thing that 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 I, and I know this is happening for the superstar players. It's never an issue. It's the mid-range player who was told who was told in this process. You know, hey, you know, we're holding a scholarship for you. You better sign today because if you don't, we're going to the next guy on the list, and uh, I think that's a that's a difficult spot. So I, I'm not. To me, it seemed like an intrusion, uh, and I know I'm old school on it, but it seems like it seemed like an intrusion into getting ready for bowl games, getting ready for playoffs, getting ready for all that. So, but for a lot of people, it was a smashing success, and it, it ain't going nowhere. I don't think until they may study for a few years, but I. Once it's in place, I don't think it's going anywhere. Yeah, and if you want to know how bad, badly behind the Pac-12 is on all this, the Pac-12 network, which most people can't even get, they they did almost no, they almost did not cover signing day or early signing oh day. My. I, uh, oh yeah, which is you not. <laughs> well, 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 and here's here's the deal, guy. Here's the other part of it, and th- this is neither good nor bad. It's just, it just is. Uh, this is going to impact a lot of places. If you fire a coach and you don't get, you don't hire one pretty damn fast. Guess what? You're behind. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Tennessee, they're way behind. All right. They'll probably be all right. But you know, Georgia signed about 21 guys. Clemson signed about 20 guys. You know, the rich, the rich got richer because of this national signing day. Yeah. Uh, it, it's a tremendous advantage over the schools that that have a brand new coach. It, it all, and now they're and like Georgia signed the number one class in the country. They're done. They're working on juniors right now. Yeah, it, it also seems to benefit the teams that made the playoff. I mean, the hot teams like uh, you, know, you know, this is the, the the here and now. It's like, hey, well, Georgia's well, the boy, they're they're oh, pretty yeah, good. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so that doesn't hurt. Um, uh, Herb, you wrote a, a story, and I think we'll get to this uh, right now. 
Uh, and I thought this was an interesting take about whether the, the playoff, the 14 playoff, I mean, how regional is this? Uh, uh, will, how, I mean, how is, it, how is this going to play on national TV sets uh, other outside of Norman, Oklahoma, and Athens, Georgia, and Tuscaloosa, and, uh, and Clemson? Herb, go ahead. Yeah, you know, I'll be interested to see that. Um, I, I mean, you can't argue the point. You, you know, the, it's not it's not about this being the four best teams, but if you put, you know, you put three teams from one small uh, portion of the country uh, and then another team that's really not, you know, in a major market kind of a situation, I, I'll be interested to see how their numbers are, uh, go. You know, I think they'll do good numbers because – People who love college football are going to want to see this stuff. But I, you know, I, I would like to see it. You know, I just thought that even, you know, that that business of the second team, the Alabama thing, I thought it was a close enough call that they should try and spread it around and try and get as many conferences as they can in there. I, I don't – I'm not really – you know, everybody congratulates the committee after they do their work <laughs> as if there's some fantastic – marvelous job they've done i mean i didn't think ohio state deserved to be in the year that they won i thought tcu and baylor had had very good cases it's not a regional bias Uh, i just think that you know inevitably it's going to hurt your your product when you've got a cluster of teams from one small segment of the uh of the country well i i I then don't give up 55 to iowa yeah that's that yeah my my problem is that there's a the we went to this playoff and it sort of started years ago you know with the with the BCS in 1998 it was sort of uh, we we went into this arrangement to get the Big Ten and the Pac-12 involved in the national playoff uh, well guess which conferences aren't represented <laughs> in the national so again the Rose Bowl the Rose Bowl should be asking why did we do this again if our Rose Bowl is in the Cotton Bowl this year and we don't yeah. and we don't have it. Uh, so my my issue down the road is how do you have a legitimate playoff without the Pac-12 and the Big Ten champion in it? Yeah, uh, you don't need to answer that, but well, if, if, well, if, if there's don't a, give up fifty-five to Iowa on the road. It's it's an invitational. It's a tournament. It's not it's not really a true playoff if there isn't a way to play your way in. You know, I mean, the other part is that. If you're going to talk about, you know, scores, you know, we've often, you know, over the years, everybody says, oh, well, you shouldn't go by margin of victory. You shouldn't go by margin of victory. So, but now we're going by margin of defeat. So, I mean, I don't, I don't want to get in the middle of it, but I just think that, you know, until you can have a situation where you win your league in advance, then you don't, you know, you have, you have a flawed kind of, of a championship, but it's still better than what we've had. I mean, I, I honestly, if I, if it came down to it, and I, I'll be interested to see how this goes with numbers. I mean, if I have a choice of watching Georgia and Oklahoma or uh, Ohio State and USC, I, I'm probably going to, you know, if I really have, can only pick one, I'm going to watch <coughs> Ohio State and USC because, you know, college football is kind of a provincial game. You know, and, and I, I'll be interested to see how that plays out in the television numbers. 
Yeah. Uh, well, guys, there's a quick way to fix that, guys. It's not going to happen, but there's, there's one way to fix it. And no one will like it. Is if you put it, you put a rule in that says that no league can have more than one team. That's the end of the discussion. That way, you, you, for, you force people to look at it in, in other parts of the country. Uh, now, I think against the four best teams, obviously, because this year we have Georgia and Alabama, you know, and, and we, you know, we could say we have, you know, any any year we could have a couple of teams, but that's that's the way to solve the problem if you think it's the problem. Now, well, it, well it, it, I, I can tell you right now that that, that one that one ain't gonna fly. In my, I know. In, in my precincts, it's not going to fly. No, it, but you know, it, it also would help if Georgia and Alabama would pl- actually play each other during the season, uh, which they yeah. which they didn't this year, and that would eliminate one of the schools. But because of the the formatting and the cross and missing each other, and then not having to win your division to get and you know and all that stuff, uh, it, it was sort of a quirky thing the way it played out. But mm-hmm. uh, and you can't you can't really argue it because of the way Ohio State. Uh, they're not only their one bad loss, but if they had closed against uh, Wisconsin, you know, I think if they put a whooping mm-hmm. on, the whooping on them like they did a few years ago when they when they played their way into that playoff, uh, based on their Big Ten performance, uh, they 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 kind of uh, they left the door open for doubt, you know, and uh, and that's why it was kind of a ho hum. Really, I, I really couldn't argue it uh, this year. I mean, it's you know, if you just looked at it this year. Um, okay, let's move. Mark, Mark Blauchin, why don't you do your pitch for uh, for APBAGames.com now? I don't know if you've got your uh, for Santa gave you your uh, your your new cards for for baseball. He did, did, did not, and I got I got I wish we had more time to go to Georgia because I want to make a trip to to to, to the thing because I, I I'm, I'm getting a, a you know a, a hankering for to get those cards again because I want to do some experimenting in baseball. By, by having the Angels play the Yankees, uh, you know, and see what happens uh, in a couple other, and having Houston, Houston play some games. So that that's the, the beauty of APBA baseball. For me as a kid, is you, you could you could take the best of the best and 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 and, and even in different eras and play different teams from different years and, and see what happens. So that was one of the, the joys of, of, of experimentation if you had a bunch of cards. Right, and uh, it's APBAGames.com, and uh, if you haven't checked it out, check it out. Uh, I think you'll like it. Um, I like I said. I think I'm going to invest in the uh, the premier uh, English soccer league uh, game and uh, and maybe baseball this year. But uh, it, sounds, it sounds like a lot of fun. I'm going to play that one. Oh, I, I want to do that. I want the, the 1908 Cubs against the 2017 Cubs. There you go. <laughs> the 1908 Cubs, right? Who 27 beat? Yankees versus? See, I always wanted the 27 Yankees against the 61 Yankees. So. Ooh. Yeah. Right. That's that. that, that. I mean, the nineteen oh eight Cubs who beat the uh, the Detroit Tigers, I believe, um, and I don't know why I know this, but uh, uh, Ty Cobb was Ty Cobb played in three straight World Series defeats, and never I didn't realize that Ty Cobb never won a World Series uh, champ, uh, mm. championship. So this is these are the things you you, you learn. Um, uh, listening to the TMG podcast, Blau, Jersey guy, why don't you? Um, you did uh, uh, your uh, newsmaker of the week was Bill Snyder. I haven't. I just saw you posted it earlier. Or is, uh-huh. is that going? Is that is that is that on air yet? Or is that that's that's been up there. Yeah, Bill. And, and, and like I said, we, we, the, the Bulls didn't give me a whole lot to, to deal with. But in looking at Snyder, I mean, he, there's, there's speculation that he that he might retire. Well, probably will retire. Seventy eight years old. 
dealing with some health issues. I mean, he's had a remarkable run at, at Kansas State twice, and then and and he went out, you know, you know, with with the win over over a bad UCLA team, even with that, and worse without Josh Rosen. But but uh, he's had a remarkable of what he did to build a program basically on on his back. I mean, that was as bad a program as anyone has seen in college football 20 years ago. And he turned into from respectable to almost becoming on the fringe of being in, in a, a national championship team one year. So uh, that, that's why we why I decided to give him. He, he was our newsmaker of the week, uh, you know. And, and then now we move on to the to the A, a games for, for for the next several days. And so let's see what happens there. Yeah, you know, I, I, it's too bad Bill Snyder wasn't more accommodating well, to, to the meeting. Yeah, you know, it was never warm and friendly. Yeah, I mean, I remember when we went there in '98 for when they were number one and, right. and played Nebraska, and they had barbed wire around, literally around wow. his practice field, and and was not <laughs> was not a you know. But this these are the things that you can do when you're in Manhattan, Kansas, and and you don't really have to play to a national crowd or you don't have to appease the media. And you know, he did it. He did it his way, and you know, kudos to him. Uh, for for yeah, what he well, like I said, it's immense fame for him, and he, and he did a, he did a great job at a place that was, like I said, that I think they were four four wins in forty four seasons. He when he got hired, I think they were 26 and one or something like that. And in and in five years or six years, he had him he had him you know he underscheduled he played cupcakes, you know the famous ESPN cupcakes, and got seven eight wins a year. And then and then here's where the talk about the whole season. Kansas State brought twenty thousand people to Arizona for his first bowl game, and and uh, and that's that to that day that stuck. They were known as a good travel uh-huh. team, and that gets them into bowl games. Right. Yeah. You're, you're and the know. great the great thing about Bill Snyder, he 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 didn't do it once at Kansas State. He left and came back and did it. Yeah, he came back twice. Right. Yeah. I just I hope it it doesn't turn ugly. I mean, there's a lot of stories about how he's you know he's trying to arrange for his son to get the job, and and that could get messy. Um, so hopefully it, it, it turns out, uh, well, <laughs> sometimes these things don't, but, uh, let's, let's, before we lose Tony to grandpa duty, let's get him in on the big playoff, uh, matchup since his, his schools, his alma mater, his conference are involved, uh, the Rose Bowl, Georgia, Oklahoma, uh, your, your thoughts on that. And, uh, it, I'm, I'm shocked. I, I, first of all, can't believe that these schools have never met. Uh, which yeah. is kind of the anomaly of, of this, but uh, yeah, your thoughts about Georgia uh, getting the, coming back to the Rose Bowl first time since 1943, and the matchup with with Oklahoma. Well, just just a little history lesson there. That was it was January 1, 1943. They played in the Rose Bowl, and that that, that 1942 Georgia team had both Frank Sinkowitz, who was the Heisman Trophy winner, and Charlie Trippy was a freshman. Charlie Trippy would leave and go off to war and then come back in 1946. He was second for the Heisman Trophy. So yeah. it was one of Wally Butts' very, very best teams. They only lost one game the whole year. Ironically, they were ranked number one and they lost to Auburn, just like they did uh, this year. Uh, what's going to make this game really interesting is, is it you know, like the old boxing writer said, styles make fights. Right. And these these two teams are completely different in terms of style. Uh, one has a great explosive offense with a Heisman Trophy winner. The other one has a very solid offense with a great running game and an 18-year-old quarterback. One team plays defense, and then there's Oklahoma. 
And so what's going to be <laughs> fascinating about the whole thing is if who's going to impose their style, their will on the other team. Will one team be a, well, Georgia, Georgia will want to run the ball yes. and control the clock. And that only, that only helps them. It keeps Baker Mayfield standing on the sideline with clipboard in his head. Yeah. And that, and that's, that is the goal. I mean, they have, they bring tremendous pressure from the outside, but Mayfield is as good as I've ever seen when it comes to extending plays uh, not being able to get him on the ground and him making something happen out of a scramble situation. So it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be quite a game. And the big thing is we wonder, you know, Herb and I were at the Notre Dame Georgia game when there was about 40,000 Georgia fans uh, at Notre Dame stadium. I'm anxious to see how many are going to show up at the Rose Bowl. Yeah. I, I honestly think that that we could, we could uh, construct, uh, devise the game plan for this game. I mean, I, I think it's that simple. I mean, Georgia's got to run the ball down Oklahoma's, prove, make Oklahoma prove that they can stop the run. And they, they, they you know, they played better in in recent weeks because they were deplorable uh, midseason, uh, and and keep Baker off the field. I mean, it's it's almost as simple as that. Uh, I think. And, and moving to the other game, the Sugar Bowl. Uh, how excited are we about the, the the third part of this of the trilogy, uh, Clemson Alabama? Tony, what do you? Think? I think uh, this this is a good Alabama team. This is not a great Alabama team. They got beat up during the course of the year, particularly like the linebacker position. They're going to get some of those guys back, but you know the bar is set so high at Alabama. It's not a criticism to say this team is not nearly as good as the last two teams that Nick Saban's put in the playoff. But they do they do have the ability to run the ball. They do throw the ball eh, reasonably well. The, the Jalen Hurts, the sophomore quarterback, is is oh just okay on the intermediate passing game. I just think Clemson's better. Uh, I, I, they, they, to me, they've got the best front seven on defense in college football. Kelly Bryant, their quarterback, has done really well replacing Deshaun Watson. Uh, and Dabo Sweeney has recruited exceptionally well. So I, I like Clemson in this game. I really do. Whoa. Well, well uh, yeah, you know, if it, well, it, the, the interesting about that game is that the winner of that game is going to be in a championship game for the third consecutive year. And that hasn't happened since Florida State did it 20 years ago. Right. That would, uh, so the winner, the winner of that game is going to have – that that class of uh, whoever, whoever wins is, is that class is going to go down to one of the best classes, uh, you know, uh, uh, in college football history because of getting the three championship games in a row and, and maybe winning two of them is is pretty is pretty impressive. Yep. yep. That would be Florida State in 1998. Of course, they they, they lost to Tennessee that year. 99 they was Bowden's super team. Uber team, uh, and then they lost in 2000 to Oklahoma, right? 13 to two. Right. Well, uh, that, that was uh, the Mark Stoops was going to. Uh, I mean, I mean, uh, Rick, uh, what yeah. do you call it? Was, was Mark Rick was going to uh, to Georgia from Florida right. State? Yep. Uh, correct. With two jobs. Uh, briefly, uh, this needs to be mentioned about Oklahoma and uh, and Georgia. They they're meeting uh, on the field for the. First time, but USA Today had a, a really good story today on and calling it the Supreme Court game because these, <laughs> the, you know, these were the two teams that that ended up suing oh, yeah. the NCAA in the historic Supreme Court case of 1984. 
that basically has produced what we have now. 41 bowl games and, and the playoff and uh, you know so that's kind of an interesting side note that the schools that never played had 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 the, you know maybe the most important uh, role in, in transforming the game that that we've seen in our generation with the uh, oh no, no doubt uh, uh, and it, it's interesting and we mentioned this before but USA Today kind of uh, wrote about it uh, the the descending uh, voice in that case was was Byron White. Supreme Court justice who basically predicted exactly what was going to happen, and he didn't mm-hmm. necessarily say it was a bad thing, but it, it, it sort of was saying, well, you know, forget it, you know, whatever the NCAA was trying to be and protect in in, in amateur athletics is basically going to disappear, and 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 as the sport careens towards professionalism and and free enterprise and all that stuff, but I think that that did come true. Uh, what else do we got going, Tony? How, how are you on time? Are you you uh, you got to jump off or? I got I got about five, I got about five more minutes, guys. All right. Well, you have anything else to say? <laughs> <laughs> I think I am I am anxious to see how UCF plays against all in the Peach Bowl. Uh, yeah. Because given given everything that they've been through, the fact they're undefeated. Obviously, didn't get a sniff at the playoffs, and to line up against an Auburn team that you know was that close to being in the playoffs. How excited is Auburn going to be for this game? Uh, you know, uh, with, with Frost there as the coach, I, I just think that's going to be a fascinating game to open up the day with. Yeah, uh, it's one of those. Uh, it's a huge game for the Group of Five champion. It's always a big deal, uh, you know. When when, when Utah, it, it reminds me of when Utah beat uh, uh, Alabama in that Sugar Bowl, uh, uh, and the question was, well, you know, Alabama was disappointed because it wasn't in the national title game, and the same same thing sort of holds true for Auburn. You know, they beat two of the teams in the playoff. They lost to another one, the, the number one team in the country. How much do they want to be there? And I think. Uh, you know, but I, I don't think we should diminish the fact that if, if Central Florida wins this game, they deserve their their propers and their credits uh, uh, because it's a, it, you know, it's a special thing for them. And no no, no excuses. You, you know, you want you, you show up, you better play. All right, guys, I, I apologize. I am being summoned. So let me, <laughs> let me see. Let me say, hey, Doof, Doof, I am flying your way tomorrow, my friend. I will. I'll see you on Friday morning, I believe, and we will discuss our 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 coverage plans. So, uh, you're Tony, you're lucky. You're, are, are you staying downtown? I am staying downtown. Yes. Okay. So you'll be right. You won't have any issues then, but this is the best driving week in California. Cause there are 51 terrible traffic weeks. This is the exception. The week between Christmas and new year's is the only time you feel like a human being out here on the roads. And, uh, so, so that's the only, the saving grace. And we'll bid you adieu. We'll see you, uh, in California and have safe travels. All right, man. Take care. Uh, and then uh, with, with, now that Tony's gone, we can, we can talk about, you know, bowls, I guess the other bowls. Any, Blau, anything interests you? Uh, uh, Herb, anything interests you? I mean, I, I agree. I think the Ohio State-USC game is, uh, you know, again, I wish it was a Rose Bowl, but uh, that game at, at Jerry Jones, AT&T, uh, interesting. Interesting stat that the USC has dominated Ohio State 
I think they're seven and zero since since the early seventies, right? Too, yeah, you know, I mean, that'll be good. I think all three of the Big Ten bowl games are going to, you know, uh, you know, the, the the headline is that the Big Ten is not in the playoff, but uh, so, but the uh, counterpoint to that is that all three of the of the New Year's six games, you know, Wisconsin and and Miami, I think Blau and I are going to have to. Uh, you know, we're going to have to put up some, uh, some kind of <laughs> wager on that game. Oh, yeah. Uh, and Penn State-Washington will be an interesting game because, you know, there's a lot. My Penn State friends seem to think that whoever uh, offensively coordinates the Nittany Lions is going to do more things with Saquon. So, you know, all three of those games are going to be, uh, they'll be very interesting to watch. How much? Yeah. How much is the loss of the uh, coordinator? Uh, is he is he he's not coaching in that game? Joe Moore, Joe Moorhead. Do we know? I don't think so. You know, and and actually, one of my one of my big Penn State booster friends is very excited that he won't be there because he maintains that the guy didn't do a real good job of springing Barkley uh, this fall. So I, I, I'm not. You know, I don't I don't say a whole lot about that. I. I because I'm not really haven't dissected it the way right. he has, uh, but that you know that that's sort of an interesting point. You know that offense of theirs, with, with you know the the deal was that Barkley was you know remember there was a point in midseason where he looked like he was the Heisman Trophy winner, and then they got bottled up pretty good. And then you know the question was was it the offensive line or was it the X's and O's or you know what. What caused that? And uh, we'll find out a lot about that because Washington's pretty good defense, aren't they, Duke? They they are a, they are a solid defense. Uh, they, yeah, that will, so that will be uh, that will be interesting. They uh, you know their 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 ability to stop the run is 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 probably the best in the West Coast. So uh, that'll be a good matchup. Uh, Jersey guy, what do you think about uh, your alma mater? How how important is uh, Miami? Uh, you know they they could really. Go, uh, finish on a skid uh, if they don't show up for this they game. And I think I think they're pretty much done for the year in terms of mentally uh, after they got blown out by Clemson. They'll, they'll play this game. It, it'll be it'll be in a home home field. I mean they'll do all right, but I don't I don't think it's going to be an earth shattering game either way for them. They'll they'll use the build a little bit, but the, but the, they they're they were stuck for next year anyway. Um, there's one thing I want to talk to you about, Doof, is in, in your hometown, Nate, your, your two quarterbacks. It's an interesting development this week. I thought it was interesting with, with Darnold and, and Rose. Uh, Rosen didn't play last night because of the concussion protocol. What would, would, would have played if, if he if he had been healthy up, up, up in the air? Now he's not to answer that question. And Sam Darnold is, is going to play, obviously, I, I think, you know, for USC. But the interesting thing was is Rosen has already said, basically, he doesn't want to go to Cleveland. Right, <laughs> right. I mean, he, it's the he, battle for Cleveland. Right? And, right. and and a quote from Sam Darnold was, "I'd be happy to go. I'd be honored to go by anyone who picks me." Those are two different attitudes, and I, and I, I was wondering how you feel about who's I don't know to say right or wrong, but what what do you think of both opinions there? Yeah, it's, it's interesting the way it all played out. In fact, I'm going to write I'm going to write a broken coverage about this today. The, the just the the staging of the stagecraft that was last night and ESPN's handling of Rosen, I thought it was yes. I thought it was orchestrated. Uh, I, I, there's no way that Rosen should have played in this game. Uh, forget the concussions, you know, and that's the most important reason why he didn't play. He shouldn't have played anyway. But he didn't need what 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 happened last night was the orchestration of why Josh Rosen is a good guy, and it was trying to prove that he was 
uh, team, and he would have played had you know, it was the, the mean doctors that kept him out. I mean, this is the kind of sense I've got. Uh, and and they sh- ESPN showed more of Rosen in the game than they did of the game. Uh, you know, working with his teammates. Well, it's, it's, if they kept, yeah, they kept on saying he wasn't. They didn't know he was going to play until almost until he shows up. No, I mean, almost everyone didn't think he was. No one, no one thought he was going to play really. So, right. So why did why go why, get people watching? Why did we have to? Why did we have to go through? It was like watching a stage play of of, of right. Josh Rosen. Watching, Josh Rosen. Yeah. Josh Rosen proving that he is a good guy and a good teammate and will be a good NFL person. Uh, I thought it was, I, I just felt like I was worked. Uh, and I'm writing a little bit about this, but you're right about the Darnell Rosen thing. Um, and it, it's, uh, uh, you, but you look back at the precedent of this. Uh, is John Elway a bad guy? Would you look back on his career and say, John Elway is a bad guy because he refused? You think, John, you think Rosen is John Elway? No, I mean, well, I'm saying the situation is similar. He refused to go to Balt to Baltimore Colts. Right. Don't even try right. to draft me. I will not play. Uh, he was the stubborn little baby kid from Southern California. That that was that way he was portrayed, and he ended up being a Hall of Fame. He definitely made the right choice. Baltimore made the mistake of signing him anyway, uh, and he forced he forced their hand. And this might be the same case with Cleveland and Rosen. Uh, you know, 25 years ago or whatever it was, Elway was considered the petulant little uh, blonde-haired, snotty-nosed brat uh, from the Valley. Uh, but, you know... But he, also, he also had the Yankees as, as, as in his card. Not that they played that, but right, he right. played a summer with the Yankees. Right, he, he, had, he, had, a, he, had, a, he had a card to play there. Uh, but, yeah, you know, but, I, I, I thought of the Elway analogy, too. I mean, that's a really good point, too. I guess, you know, the... the the thing about it is that, as you said, I mean, Elway, I mean, he he made that work for him. Uh, and also, I don't know that I don't know that the the Baltimore Col- they were the Baltimore Colts at that. They point, were. Right? Yes. I don't, I don't know that that was as dire a situation as Cleveland. I mean, I, I can't get too down on a young man who just is at least honest enough to say, look, I don't want to go to what is in essentially the black hole of the NFL, you know, I mean, Cleveland has just been a disaster area in the NFL for so long. If you're a competitor, you know, you, you and you don't want to be there, then at least be honest about it. You know, now right. if it works out that he is there, then you better do some good tap dancing and, and, and buckle your chin strap and play football. But to, at this point to, to say, I don't want to be there. I, I don't have a big problem with that. And, and then we'll see about the character as time uh, and games go on. Yeah, uh, it's an interesting. And, and, and again, a guy we're missing, I guess, in this whole scenario is you know Josh Allen, the Wyoming quarterback. And this it gets back to the reason why you should or shouldn't play in a bowl game. I mean, he decided to play in that game uh, because he had something to prove, and his and he and he looked wonderful. You know, he had injuries. Uh, this year, and but he he probably increased his stock, uh, and maybe became who knows, maybe you know maybe he became the number one pick. I don't know, uh, but uh, he enhanced his situation uh, by playing in that game. Uh, you know, while he was nursing an injury, so uh, who it, it's it, he may have entered into that derby. Uh, Darnold uh, and Rosen are also included in, but you know. I, I don't know. It's a, it's not like the old days. Remember when Archie Manning got drafted by the Saints 
I mean, he had to, he was, he was, uh, you know, uh, enslaved there for his entire career because there was no free agency. There was no getting out of that situation. Um, but now, you know, you, you, the most you've got to put in is four years, right? I mean, and then you become a free agent. Uh, and look, you can either build something terrible into something great, or if it doesn't work out, then you can get out. You're not a, you're not uh, indentured for for the lifetime of your career. So maybe that's maybe that's different now. I, but who knows? I mean, why can't Cleveland? Why can't Cleveland get better, Herb? Well, they. I mean, they can. I'm just saying from the point of view of the young man, uh, you know, does he want to go into that situation? And, and you know, the na- the other part of it is that the nature of that deal is that if you're if you're uh, one of the top picks, you're going to go to a, a team that's struggling because that's how they maintain their balance. You know, I mean, that would that would be another tack to take. I mean, he could say, I want, you know, uh, I think it was Darnold who said that. I'd love to go there and, and be the guy who turns it around. Um but, you know, be honest about it. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to fault the kid for being honest. And and the other part of it is that if he turns out to be, you know, not a character guy, we'll, we'll know that sooner than later. Um, but, I, you know, we I don't I don't mind a little bit of honesty. If you don't want to go to Cleveland and, and you say it, OK, you know, then deal with it when it doesn't work out that way. Right. And, you know, Josh Rosen, if he's been anything at UCLA, he's been. He's been honest, you know, maybe to a fault. You know, he said he said some things, but uh, that is either to be admired or, I guess, if you're in the NFL, to be <laughs> to be feared or uh, you know t- to have some some doubts about uh, is this guy going to uh, counter and buck everything we do here? He had three offensive coordinators in three years at UCLA, and and some people think that you know he kind of orchestrated that. Is, will he ever, will he ever be happy with who he's got? And that these are well, the questions. Well, uh, yeah, that's a different thing. If if he manipulated that, that's you know, I, I you're you're closer to it. Um, and it, but Cleveland, boy, that's a tough one. That's that's about that. That's just been so bad for so long that it. Well, Belichick couldn't win there, guys. Bill Belichick couldn't, oh, couldn't well, win then, Cleveland. Well, then, so, you know, you know. Right. Well, there you have it. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. In today's the way with free agency now in the draft, uh, you know, you could you should be able in a couple of years build into a respectable team, and it it all starts at quarterback. Quarterback. The thing about Rosen and Darnold is that people are wondering about whether they should come out. I mean, have you seen the quarterback play in the NFL? I mean, these guys. I mean, Rosen, uh, you know, could start right now for ten teams. I think just because of all the injuries and the just the lack of quality of play at, at that position. Uh, and Darnold isn't that far behind. So I think these guys would be foolish financially to pass up a chance if they're going to be taken in the top 10. Uh, I don't know why he'd come back and, and play another year, and I don't I don't think they will. Uh, so uh, there you have it. What, any, are, we, are we missing anything? Herb, are we missing anything? What, are we, well, I was, the one thing I was going to add about that is, I mean, Mitchell Trubisky, who looks like he's going to be a really nice quarterback for the Bears, uh, you know, I, at this time a year ago, I don't think anybody was projecting, you know, the kind of, you know, being drafted number two and also being, you know, a kid who was going to be a franchise guy as quickly and as solidly as he appears to be headed. So, you know, to your point, you know, these guys should take a good hard look at coming out because there's only so many years in in, in your body to play a 
pro football and you might as well, you know, get paid for it while you're doing it. Right. And and, and the, the, the Bears look pretty pathetic uh, as a franchise the last, the last couple of years, not as bad as the Browns. But uh, in this case, yeah, you can see how much the addition of a quarterback can energize the entire franchise in the city. Uh, and you can see now that that, that you know, that, that team could be pretty good in a year or two. So it's you know it's not an impossible thing. Uh, Blah, what are we missing? What do you do? You... Well, there's one thing you talked about the bowls, and I and I, I think it was I think it was SMU. I, I think in one of the games that was the one of the bad games of, of the week is SMU. Uh, what's uh, Sonny Dykes is the new coach here, right? <laughs> yes. That, I, yeah. All, all I remember is a look right? on his face the entire fourth quarter of that game. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I'm pretty I'm pretty I'm pretty sure. I only watched for a little bit, but I'm pretty sure. That the offensive coordinator of SMU at the start of the season was a grad assistant, <laughs> yes. and he was the offensive coordinator for the ball game. That's that's the state of where we're at is, with all these coaching moves this, and staff moves. This is my problem with the glut of bowls and the right uh, the exchange of coaches and coaches that don't coaches. coach in the game and quarterbacks that don't play and run. It, it just diminishes uh, that. That's you know. You can argue whether there's too many games, but this this is the reason why I think there there might be. There's just too many of these games where there's uh, there's people that don't want to be there, coaches that have already left, grad assistants as coordinators, uh, quarterbacks aren't playing. Um, so has this added value to our uh, holiday experience? Uh, I don't know. I watch them. I watch them when I can, but it's not like, you know. Uh, it, I, how much? Like you said, the look on Sonny Dyke's face uh, on that sideline uh, kind of just summed up the entire experience for for him. Right. Um, you know, and if you see Willie Taggart uh, on a uh, on a halftime of the FSU game talking about how you know, uh, <coughs> geez, sorry I left Oregon after one year, and uh, <laughs> yeah, right. uh, I, this is the only team I would have not stayed in Eugene for. Oh, okay. oh yeah, okay, yeah, so, yeah okay, whatever. Um, all right, is that it? Anybody else? Uh, well, I think we're ready for we're, we're ready for the weekend. And here's the other great thing is is one of my big, biggest criticisms when the BCS started was that they and, and they and they and again. The worldwide leader and then ABC and their love for getting ratings spread the games over several days after New Year's. We've taken New Year's back. I mean, that's I'll, God bless College Triple for that. We got we got a great New Year's Day games uh, and the weekend because of the NFL Sunday is, is pretty is, is is full is is a little spaced out. But they've they've taken New Year's Eve and the, and, and that whole weekend. It's going to be a great weekend for college football fans. So ending with New Year's Day when you have the two great games to to end end the day, which I think that's great. Okay. That, that's good, you know, they they deserve all the credit in the world for t- taking back New Year's Day because that was college football's day. Okay. Yeah, well, you know that I I totally agree, Blau. I and you know I just wonder I haven't studied it, but you know as the calendar uh, moves forward, a lot of that just sort of depends on when Sunday falls. I, w- I would give the thirty first to uh, the NFL every year and keep New Year's right. Day. Colleges, but yeah. uh, oh, well, yeah, I agree, man. When the when New Year's Day is not on a Sunday, even the NFL backs off of that. They they, they give, I mean, they they give, uh, you know, they give um, college football. That's that's always been New Year's Day, and they got the best games on New Year's Day. Yeah, which yeah. is which is the way it should be. And they also they also the other thing, good thing they did is they're not they don't allow, allow the weed whacker tax slayer bowl to be played like 
you know, January 6th. Remember when they were doing that for a few right. years? Like right. b- before the championship game or something like that. And now that, you know, it's like. Oh, at least. Uh, what's that? I think it was in Toronto one <laughs> yeah, year. Maybe one year. That's Take right. it out of the country as well as out of the calendar. <laughs> right. What, what, what a double header. We got the Toronto, whatever it is, bowl, and then the national title game. Yeah, you, know, you, you can't ask for it. All right. Well, let's, uh, well, let, let's sign out and. Uh, and wish everyone a happy new year. And until we meet again, we will meet again. At, uh, do several podcasts at uh, the championship game in Atlanta. And we will see you then and there. Adios, everyone. Mm-hmm.